T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We feel good about it, but like you said, this is 48 hours or less after a game still. And it's this is... You go through our process like we always talk about. The coaches are going to go look through everything from the spring through the summer through the season. Um, personnel will go talk through everything and, and from look at it through our lens. And we'll get together. We'll talk about it. And um, exit interviews here will be part of it. And Mike, me with the coaching staff. And then we'll all get together. And then um, we'll make appropriate decisions that we feel we need to make. All right. Chris Greer talking about uh, next season. And was asked a lot of questions in the uh, last meetings before, uh, I guess they're going to give the media a break after that. He and Mike McDaniel talking. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins podcast, joins us this morning. Kyle, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Joe. How you doing, man? Man, I'm I'm doing great. And I, haven't, I did get that little text from you. You were a little fired up. But uh, overall, I do want to ask you, um, considering everything, how do you look at this season? With the eleven and seven losing your last three, yeah, obviously a disappointing ending. I, I think anybody who is totally satisfied with the way that the season plays out, um, you should expect more at this stage with where this team is at, and I, I certainly do. I understand there's some context to why the season ended the way that it did, which is a bummer. Some things you couldn't help, some things that were preventable, some things that weren't. But uh, I think they're they're they, they can continue to keep this trajectory going, make some changes, some fundamental changes from a coaching perspective, a philosophy perspective, a roster perspective. And I think we can find ourselves in a similar position going into the postseason next year. And that's, that's really, you know, all you can ask for is a, a ticket to the dance and, and then hope the stars align for you at the end of the year. And they didn't for the Dolphins this year. You just said something, Kyle, that I found very interesting. You said that some things were preventable. What was preventable? Well, I, I think you... You look at how they went about the buildup of this roster. So just from a team-building perspective, and there's a lot of players like Teron Armstead and Bradley Chubb, and, and okay. you consider Jalen Phillips. And, you know, there, there's players that had injury histories that you get to the end of the season and this roster's really banged up. Mm-hmm. I think then also from a, a coaching perspective, uh, whether it's the defensive side of the ball and how you elected to use Jalen Ramsey in coverage once Xavier Howard went down, okay. uh, the, the willingness to find ways to run the football into heavier boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike McDaniel said it in the second half against uh, Buffalo. They, they changed their defensive structure, put the eighth man down in the box. Miami's Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan were two of the lowest 12 
percentages of carries going into eight-man boxes all season long. And Raheem Mostert was bottom five in 2022 as well. So at some point, you get late in the season, you got to find mm-hmm. what that formula looks like for you to play big boy football between the tackles against heavier boxes. Okay. Too. So with, I, with, I think but, all of those things. But in the end of the season, they did have two injured backs. So you want them to, to, to play big boy football with two injured players? No. Uh, I think you have you have Jeff Wilson is probably your best between the tackles player, and he didn't get a touch in the the cold weather game against Kansas City in the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. Hey, uh, so so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on here. I, I want to ask you uh, about the Tua situation. It's going to be mm-hmm. a hot, it's going to be a hot topic. The extension's up. He uh, he's coming off a, overall a really good season. Do you extend that contract because you know what it's going to cost you between fifty and fifty-five million? No, it is not fifty, fifty-five, forty-five and fifty. Let's, let's, let's be realistic here. That is not fifty-five. I would, I would, I would not give to a a market resetting contract. So I'm I'm on Omar's side of this as far as dollars. If you're talking over fifty, I'm I'm not doing it right now. If that's their expectation, I'm not interested in paying that. I think there's kind of a middle ground that's a, a top eight top 10 quarterback contract on an average dollar amount that if they're interested, if his camp is interested in, in getting the contract done this off season and Miami, they find it proactive and they want to be proactive and they, they think that it's going to benefit from them from a cap perspective, because that's the yes. downside to not doing the correct, the extension now is you're locked in on $23 million fully guaranteed as a salary cap hit that you can do nothing with. But if you get the extension, you can probably knock $10 million off of that, and you can be on the books for, for $13, $15, 16000000 million on the cap next year, and that frees you up to bring other guys back. So that's the cost and benefit of do you, don't you right now. Are you concerned that he's maxed out? We've seen the best of two, or do you think there's a, a, another jump for him that he can still take? Well, you, you know, you watch, you watch the game tape, and you feel like there's completions that are there that we're bypassing because we want to continue to be aggressive and push the ball down the field and feed our best players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think if you can stay on schedule, he, he's taught you every game the last two months, take what the defense gives us. I got to take what the defense gives us. And then you turn on the game tape and we're not taking what the defense has given us. And I understand the Kansas City cold weather thing and gripping the ball and we missed some layup throws that we shouldn't have missed and you wouldn't miss in a different environment. And that that's, you reap what you sow. You you earned the six seed and went to Kansas City, so that you have to deal with that. But uh, I I do think from a drop back passing, pure progression, quickly get through my reads and quickly decide to get the ball down to the check down and take a profit with consistency. Mm-hmm. If he does that, I do think there's more meat on the bone for him being a more efficient quarterback consistently across the board. Let, let me ask you about this question, Kyle, because I know you watched the film. There are two things mm-hmm. that bothered me about the Kansas City game, and I know Mike McDaniel, when, we, when I specifically asked him that question about play calling and why was your play calling so conservative when it came to throwing downfield and throwing passes, why was everything laterally? And he said it was because they were playing the quarter's defense and because of the style of uh, that they were being aggressive, we felt like that was the right approach. Did you think that Tua's arm strength had anything to do with their approach during that Chiefs game? I think once you saw how he gripped the, feet, gripped the ball in, in some of those instances, and I do think the cold weather, they really cut down. It was the will they, won't they with the gloves and how, how you're going to grip the ball. And I, I do think the cold weather cut down on some of their 
ball handling with the quarterback. You didn't see a lot of RPOs, not a lot of extension with the ball, and then we missed some throws where, where we have to get the ball quickly and get it out. I do think when you're not the strongest of armed quarterback, which he's not, and that's okay, but then you also have the cold weather element. I would have also been apprehensive about trying to rip the ball down the field aggressively against quarters coverage and, and those deeper zones. Um, so I understand the thought process, and as that game played out, you, you kind of had to try to take some chunks to try to stay in the game, but then when they're playing so soft, you know, you have routine checkdowns that, that are available to you on, on second down that could set you up for a third short. So um, I get why they felt the way that they did, but I also see some of the throws that he's missing in those short areas, and I'm asking myself, okay, if he's really got to rip a tight window throw 15 yards downfield, is it going to get there cleanly, or is there also going to be that instance of him just having trouble gripping the ball? Kyle, I want to ask you this one. Um... I, it's unbelievable. I, I almost didn't realize it uh, doing these games every week. Our tight ends did not catch a touchdown, uh, and and they go a lot of two tight end. Now they play uh, Hill as well as as Smythe in there a lot together. And as this season went on and the cold weather, the more those two played together, not one touchdown. I don't know if I I can remember that. Does that need to get fixed, or can this thing? Is it better if they could get them more involved, especially down in the red zone where other – I'm watching Buffalo use their two tight ends, obviously Kansas City and their two tight ends. Um, is that just something that's not important to him? Well, how do you look at the tight end position with the Dolphins? I don't, I don't think it was important to how they constructed this year's group. Obviously, they were one of the better red zone offenses for their, their full body of work, and I know it, it – struggled down the stretch but again some of that comes back to uh I, I think the next stage of this offense is more effective running the ball between the tackles and i know the body types mm. of raheem Mostert and devon hn aren't necessarily the body types that are, that are best equipped to do that but then you think about the rumors of how they were interested in inquiring jonathan taylor and how they apparently called about josh jacobs and some of these denser bigger body backs I think if you can get the vertical run game anywhere near what the outside run game was like this year, mm-hmm. next year as like the next pitch in your offense, then I think that's where you would see the value of having an inline tight end who is a plus blocker. And I think Durham Smythe can do that. And I think Julian Hill can develop into that. But then once you have that vertical element, I think that's where in the red zone the tight end targets become a little bit more valuable because of the stress that puts on those box defenders in coverage. Now, Kyle, we uh, we, we had a little sparring match during the offseason when I warned Dolphin fans about the apocalypse that was coming. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, Dolphins are $41 million over the cap. Um, when you consider that you're going to have to pay Christian Wilkins $19 million on a franchise tag, because I don't necessarily think that deal is going to get done immediately, and then you're probably going to need about $5 million to uh, sign your rookie class, you basically have to clear $65 million in cap space this offseason in roster moves. You have always had the opinion that this is going to be oh so easy to do, so how do we do it? So I think you're going to max restructure Tyreek Hill. Yep. I think you're going to max restructure Bradley Chubb. No. You, how you can, can you max restructure a guy who just suffered an ACL? You're paying him. They, 
they restructured Teron Armstead's contract last season with a, with his injury concerns. They did it. Now, the, whether, the, was whether it's it right? right or not. Was it right? Whether it's done, that's a different topic. Whether it's right or not, he he's right about they're going to take. There's going to be some real wealthy guys this offseason getting <laughs> You're checks. Right. Okay, be the high end guys are getting paid in, and they're going to free up a lot of money, man. It's, so so you got Teron. I mean, I'm sorry, you got uh, Tyreek, which I think is a no brainer. You give him a new contract, make him the highest paid wide receiver again. Um, you're retouching Chubb's contract. Ramsey's going to get yep. some. Ramsey's going to get retouched as well. Those guys For sure, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put more void years on the back of that to, to make that an even bigger number because I think right now he's only got the two years remaining on his deal and then he has one like dummy year on the back end to, for just like dead money for cap to push it out. They can add another one to that and make the, the amount of savings this year even more. And, and again, that gets into a whole other conversation if that's right or wrong and using void years, which is effectively dead money yeah. for when a player's not even under contract with you. But that that's kind of the way that it's attacked right now for the teams that want to be aggressive. So that I think that's the strategy you're going to see them implement for sure. It's going to be all in again this year. It's going to be. I know. It is going to be all in, win it again right now. By, by the way, I do want to ask you, uh, priority for you to get guys under contract that we might lose. Is Rob Hunt on the top of that list, or do you let him go? Uh, I think it's Christian Wilkins, Rob Hunt, Connor Williams, Andrew Van Ginkle, and that order for me would probably be the four that would be the highest on my personal priority list. Wow. Okay. Um, you think that Tua deal gets done? Um, you know, and Omar made it, when Omar and I talked about it, we, we talked about the benefit of it being opening up the cap space. I think it, the timing of it probably depends on, A, the flexibility of Tua and his camp, but then also I do think if they feel they can handle the first wave of free agency without, without needing the space. You, you go mm -hmm. without it and you, you use a little time. I know quarterback extensions, it is a little bit more of a norm. You look at when they all came out last year. They all came out after June 1st. So they, they, that's yeah. usually a summertime deal with Hertz, Burrow, Herbert. All those guys last year were summertime extensions. So um, with him being under contract, it's not like you have to make a decision in March. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets through to the summer and then it's done if it gets done this year. Let, let, let me add just a little quick follow-up, and Omar and I were talking about this too earlier. Uh, more important to find another corner or a third wide receiver to take a little pressure oh, off your two guys on the outside. Yeah, it's, it's how much does this staff buy into Cam Smith next year? I think that's the not magic a, Not question. a great start. <laughs> I think they answered that question. Yeah, so if if you don't have that trust in Cam Smith and you do end up, whether it's trade or, or cutting Xavier Howard, I know they can save $18.5 million if they post-June first, move on from him one way or another. And I don't know that you'd get a ton of buyers with what is his cash owed looks like over the last three years of his deal. Um, you move on from him, then I, I do think you're going to need to find a corner and, and probably somebody with familiarity within the system it felt like that was something with cam smith and also in some of the low points of, of the the dolphins season defensively this year some of the guys in the secondary uh their their execution versus trying to hunt the football i think about the tennessee game and all, a lot of those chunk games i know both safeties are out so that really kills you 
Mm-hmm. I think you also need to upgrade your nickel versus what Cater Kohu was, whether he takes a jump or you get somebody else. I don't think you got good enough playing the nickel. But then the two guys on the outside, they, they were hunting interceptions, and they gave up the chunk plays behind them on the perimeter, and that was one of the compounding variables that led to you losing that football game, and it cost you a home playoff game. So uh, I, I think a corner probably, if you do move on from Howard, is more important, whether it's Cam Smith or it's somebody else. Let me tell you something. Cam Smith goes from being in Vic's doghouse to being a starter in a matter of a year. It'll be I, – I thought the Tua rehabilitation was the best thing I've seen. This, this would be at a whole <laughs> new level, man. Taking it to the next level, baby. Like, coming back, man, that would be crazy. You, we all know, Kyle, final question. Uh, uh, Steve Ross is always big whale hunting. What's that big whale you think out there that the Miami Dolphins might dangle a first-round pick for in, in – in typical Chris Greer style? Man, I don't know about a trade, but uh, Derek, Derek Henry's out there. Yeah, he's and a free agent. That's a free agent. I'd, I'd be pretty excited about what that could add to this Dolphins offense with the speed that you have outside. So I, I don't necessarily have a trade candidate off the top of my head. I know Chris was asked, are we going to have a first-round pick this year? And he said, I can't make any promises. Yeah, he's like, I can't make any promises. I'm dangling that first-round pick out there. Uh, but but as far as a, a big fish for for this roster, I think Derrick Henry would bring a, a totally different element, and he's experienced with the wide, Tennessee's run some some wide zone schemes, so it's not like he's just a hammer between the tackles. And uh, he ran he hit twenty one point six miles per hour in week eighteen mm. this season on, on a, a sixty plus yard run that he had against Jacksonville to knock the Jaguars out of the playoffs. So he can still go even at his age and even at his size, but a two hundred fifty pound back like Henry in this offense, I think really puts a lot of strain and conflict. If you want to, I'll, I'll say this just real quick. I think the biggest issue Miami had was you got two high safety presentations, but you couldn't consistently punish teams for aligning in two high safety presentations because a lot of your runs are still outside. They're still explosive play oriented and you're giving safeties a chance to run the alley and get down and fit the fit on the perimeter. And then you're going to challenge the, the corners to tackle, which is good. But if you're going to get two high safeties and they're going to play 15 yards off the ball, get that thing up between the tackles and start gouging them for eight yards a pop. And that's really, again, I know I alluded to that earlier, I think that's the next step that if you really want this thing to carry over into late season play, that they're going to have to aspire to have. Kyle, did, uh, did Mike's offense get figured out by everybody towards the end of the season? I think there were a couple variables there. I, I think they were playing with – I think Tua raises some valid questions uh, about guys being on the practice field or not because it's such a timing-based offense. And if, if those guys aren't getting the reps then I, and there's new guys in there and then maybe a guy doesn't practice all week and then is back and taking those reps, I do think that impacts you a little bit. Uh, I think Miami played into the hand of, of Buffalo in the second half. If, if they're just going to line a safety up down in the box and you're going to say, oh, we got to throw the ball, um, I, I think the complementary players that were supposed to be winners, about Braxton Berrios coming in uh, to be able to win some one-on-one matchups, I don't think that, that happened with enough consistency against some of the better nickels that Miami caught towards the end of the year, whether that's uh, Teron Johnson with Buffalo or, or, or Trent McDuffie with uh, – Kansas, Kansas City, City. Yeah, he's a good I, I think I, I think those things all compound and so yeah to some degree I, I think 
you kind of got the book on where you could funnel Miami and force them to be a little one-dimensional, and all of the other variables build into them having the lack of success that they had at the end of the season. Kyle, that's good stuff today, man. That's Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins podcast. Really appreciate it, man. Good stuff. Uh, always yeah, great having you. you guys. Thanks, Kyle. All right, hey, listen, we gotta we gotta go to break here. We're uh, we're running a little bit late, but I do want to take a moment to tell you about Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage before we get back here. Got a lot of stuff to get to, but Michael Kotze says, "Hey, I got a lot of stuff to get to. Fixed rates now in the fives." I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, fixed rate mortgage now in the fives. If you closed on your home in the past year with a rate of over seven percent, you might want to call Michael Kotze. Fixed rates in the fives with no prepayment penalty. Call right now to save money." And have better cash flow. And if that sounds good to you, save some of that equity, be able to have more uh, money. Michael Kotze wants to get it done for you, and I mean quickly. He's been doing this for more than three decades here in South Florida. Call him, uh, He's working 24-7. Call him on his cell phone, even on a Saturday or Sunday or Friday. I always say this. If he's not watching his kids play hockey, he's working. It's 561-441-2730. 561-441-2730. For Michael Kotze, it's been about great service for you. Getting things done you need quickly because you need that money, and he can do it for you. MLS 166254. Rates and terms subject to change daily without notice. He's an equal housing lender. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back, and a good morning to everybody. Kyle Krabs, thank you for uh, for coming on with us, spending some extra time. And Oh, Lord. Well, I'm about ready to just let this uh, – no, I'm just kidding. Let the Dolphins think. <laughs> Same damn story every year. It just – just uh, – the Heat – I know the Heat and the Panthers are going to be there when uh, – I, I know they're going to be there. I, I'm literally just going to go back and forth between Broward and Day, just go to games and just hang out and Man, be a damn cheerleader. I, I, I got to tell you, I got to try a Panthers game. Um, I haven't been back in a while. It was really, it's really cold there. 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm that's sure what you get out of hockey. <laughs> it's cold, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. the, the audacity to say it was wow. cold there when this man is just recovering from being in minus <laughs> five degree weather. Yeah, that's uh, my bad, Joe. My bad. <laughs> um, but Wind yeah, show a hundred. Uh, wind <laughs> show below a hundred. <laughs> That that's the one thing hard not. You know, I I tried to downplay because I, you know, I, oh, the I, players downplayed I, it too. How, how cold was it? I go, I, you know, it it was fine. I mean, I, it didn't affect me. And then uh, my wife goes, "Okay, how cold was it?" I go, "It was cold." <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say anything. Yeah, I can't say. My damn face was burning from the time I I I got to the tunnel. You know, Arrowhead Stadium's an old stadium to where the bus was. It was a yeah. little bit of a walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt a lot further because of how, how cold, cold it was. was. Yeah. I, I mean, it was burning my face. I think Teron said his he didn't he didn't have the use of it. I can't remember which hand it was. One of his hands because it was too it was frostbit. It was it was gone. And I'm like, I bless those fans to sit up there, including some of them. I mean, a lot of the top was empty. Yeah. But for those that. Again, the, the seats were cheap. You know, we had some some Dolphin fans came out from Florida and go, "No, we we got tickets for like thirty something dollars. We had to come. We we'll, we couldn't imagine we're we're going to this game at Arrowhead for third. I go, you do know you got to sit outside. It's outside, uh, and it's yeah. It was, uh, but I I was amazed that before the game, watching the quarterbacks. And Tua doesn't come out early and throw with with the other his other two guys, Mike and and Skyler. Um, but those guys were throwing the ball. There was you know then you you worried about frozen field, how the guys would come in and out of their break and and all that stuff. But they're warming up, throwing deep passes, and and the ball got knocked down a few times a little bit. But those guys still able to throw the ball. Patrick Mahomes is able to to get it out in front of some guys and his rookie receiver. End up having a huge, huge game. Hey, uh, before we get to that, um, I, I did want to say that uh, tomorrow night's going to be a fun night, man, for uh, anybody going to the uh, Heat and Atlanta Hawks game. Udonis Haslam, who's uh, been a good friend of the show for a long time. Uh, the number 40 jersey will be retired at halftime. He'll be the sixth Heat player that uh, will be up there, and it's pretty cool. Guy's been there for a long, long time. A lot of great stories. Um, UD is uh, is a tough cookie. Grew up down here. Went to Miami High, and uh, so I wanted to to make sure we got that out. And uh, last night was was a bad one. You're going to have those. I'm I'm not worried about it. They're they're going to be just fine. And uh, the trade deadline's coming up, and I am always curious to see if they make a move and do something. And you know this, if it makes sense. They're not scared to pull the trigger. They're not afraid. If if long as it it works financially, and doesn't screw things up, but I don't I don't think Pat's afraid to run this back with uh, with the guys he has on this roster right now. And Tyler and and Bam and Jimmy can hopefully play some games together, um, and and see see what this does. By the way, the other great story I wanted to make sure we spent some the Sam Reinhardt story is incredible. He had a shorthanded goal last night. He's got 33 goals on the season. Um, just off to one of the great starts of any professional team down here. You know, we talked about Tyree Kill and the numbers he had halfway through the season and looked like he was going to shatter yeah, the 2,000 yards before the ankle injury. And let me tell you, man, 
people are like, yeah, Reinhardt's scoring a lot, but, you know, he'll, he'll slow down. He'll go through. You know, they're going to – he's not slowing down. Power plays, shorthanded goals, even goals. He is uh, – he's just been fantastic, man. Just a, a great, great story what he's been able to do. Just a great story. So, uh, wanted to make sure we got that out there this uh, this morning. Hey, uh, we got to get caught up. We got a little uh, – we've been a little long-winded on some stuff, and uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Got a lot of stuff going on here uh, besides just uh, UD's game tomorrow night uh, against Atlanta, but also uh, these football games coming up, and we'll have more on that uh, today as well as tomorrow. Talk more about those games coming up. And uh, also talk a little bit uh, more about – the Miami Dolphins, boy, they got a lot of work ahead of them trying to figure out. You think uh, X-Man's here next year? No, uh, not a chance, in my opinion. I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be back. Uh, they got, they got as, as we were talking about with Kyle Krabs, they got to clear $65 million. They got to they gotta find a way to clear $65 million. That's a lot of belt tightening, Joe. <laughs> that, that's the $41 million. They're over the cap. That's the $19 million they're probably going to have to use to uh, franchise You know what, every time Christian. you say that, I'm going to play that Chris Greer soundbite. Yeah. They, Brandon Shore and those guys said, no problem. We want to sign somebody, we'll sign them. That's, ju- that's just to get to baseline, Joe. That's not even to sign your own players. Or or add to your team if you want to go get a Derek uh, There's going to be a couple guys get released. You know that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah be, I, there's going to be some releases but in there. Releases leave gaping holes on your roster, Joe. True. You release Jerome Baker, you got a gaping hole on your roster. You release you're, Xavier Howard, you got a gaping hole on your roster. You're, you're going to have to depend on some second-tier guys to come in here uh, on the cheap and want to get their careers going a little bit here and uh, come in here hungry and, and uh, hopefully they evaluate the right guys and can do that. Uh, hey, uh, i got to tell you about this before we go to break, man. Don't miss – my God, baseball's back. Marlins baseball is about ready to return. Don't miss Fan Fest presented by ADT at Lone Depot Park next Friday, January 26th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Join the Marlins for meet and greets, interactive games, fireworks, and more. You can bring out the whole family. Just claim your ticket today at marlins.com slash fan fest. That's marlins.com slash fan fest. Again, Marlins baseball is going to be back. A lot of new faces out there, especially running the team now. And I think everybody's really curious to hear what he has to say and and uh, some of the moves that he's made and everything else. It'll be nice to have baseball back. Um, so anyway, you're interested. Don't forget that's next Friday, January 26th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the ballpark at Lone Depot Park. So get on out there. Bring the family and enjoy yourself, but make sure you get those tickets. Once again, that's marlins.com slash fanfest. That's anything. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we've had a couple draft meetings with the scouts, and they'll be coming back in February, and we'll hit that hard before we go to Indianapolis. And uh, But, um, you know, also if there's an opportunity that we feel can help our roster and it, it makes sense and, um, you know, most of the guys we've traded for have been in a, an age bracket, too, that, you know, makes sense for us to do that if you're going to move a pick like that. So, um, you know, we're always open to listening if people want to contact us as well. I know he wants a first-round pick bad, but. <laughs> All right. Sounds like uh, Chris Greer is open once again to giving up that first-round pick and yep. bringing in uh, another franchise player 
we're still on those F them picks mentality, Joe. I got news for you, though, man. You still got to draft, and you got to hit on them. You, you still, like, it's impossible in this league to not draft guys. At some point, you have to have young, good, ta- young, young cheap, talent, cheap talent, talent on your roster. On the first con, yes. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you, Joe. However. But. Yeah. However. The, the 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 true test of how good you are as a team is how many elite players that you have. Uh, the Dolphins have play a pretty pretty good amount of elite players, and if you can swap a draft pick, the twenty first pick is where there's position right now. If you could swap the twenty first pick for another elite player and then give him a record setting contract, which is usually what this is all about, uh, wouldn't you do it? Yes, but but this is going to be for me if if I could get a guy. Like Patrick Sertan Jr. Yeah. If Denver That's a good name right there. And and he's a Vic Fangio guy. Yes, he is. Um and I'm guessing he wants out and would love to come back home and play. The family's here. Um Pat Pat Senior is coaching up at Florida State, but um Business is business, Joe. Well, I'll tell you what, you don't think they would love to have their son back here playing, and he would love to be back here. Jalen Waddles his best friend. Um, they they their roommates at uh, at Alabama. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That was that's well. A, come on, man. I'm 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 trying to give you you know give you a little yeah, something uh, okay. there. Right, and uh, yeah, that, he's that, a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player. He's going to be looking a for a new contract. He's he's going to be one in position for a fifth year option. He's probably going to want a long term contract. Probably going to want an eighteen and a half million dollar deal. Um, that's what the Dolphins are already paying uh, Xavier Howard, and and to get rid of Xavier Howard, you create identically eighteen and a half million dollars. You put him opposite Jalen Ramsey, mm, you you should be good to you go got in your second. Two secondary. long corners on the outside. Yeah, and and both of them are are good good fits from a scheme standpoint. But do you really want to use again draft picks and big money? to lure an elite talent. Okay. Is that really a healthy approach to building a roster? That's a great question because I do believe first and second round picks, and I say this every year and feel the same about third round picks, they're, they work. Yeah. And and there's no reason. If you're good at drafting, they do work. So, so we see every year we see these guys come in and, and we see them have an impact. Um, For other teams generally. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying in, in yeah. general in the league. I, I wasn't. I mean, Jalen Waddle was pretty good. Javon Holland, pretty good. Uh, Liam Eikenberg is serviceable right now. Austin Jackson has resurrected his career. Um, but then we, you also have the Noig Benogany's of the world. And, you know, 21st pick, do you re- do you want a proven commodity that you got to pay a lot of money to, or do you want to take your chance and roll the dice on a cheap player who can end up being a non-contributor like Camp Smith? So I still believe if, if they're going to do all the things you're talking about, to catch up and to being over the cap, yep, and still add pieces to it. Um, it's called all in in capital letters. It's it, it's about listen. We are we're not letting up on this. We don't buy what you guys are saying that this thing's not good enough. We're gonna add some more to it. Yeah, we're gonna our our hurt guys are coming back. The ones we want, other ones may not be back, but. Um, How do you strengthen areas of weakness? That's that's the big question that you have to concern yourself so what, with. What, so uh, I'll tell you what. What do you think is the weakest part of this team? Secondary. 
right now, especially without you saw exactly how it looked without Xavier Howard. That's how it's going to look all. No, it did the, not look good. That's how it's going to look all season. When you don't get a pass rush because of your situation up front, and they go to that zone. Yeah, I didn't know if it was zone or broken coverage at times. It was so bad. Well, they, teams killed you with crossers all season long. You couldn't, you just couldn't defend it. You Par- couldn't do nothing. Apparently, with it. the last couple teams you played realized that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, once it's on film, you, you and and Vic wasn't changing what he was doing, and, and then and then against Kansas City, he had the blitz to create pressure. Crossers just wide open. Yeah, and so teams just obliterated you with it. But and, we had, you know what. I always go by this, and I'm sure you notice this too. How many times this year did we have a safety in a corner look at each other after the play? Oh, yeah, no, they didn't have that many broken plays though. They just they, they weren't like some of these other secondaries that you see with Tyreek, where, where they're just looking at each other and like, what, like, bro, what? Help me out, like, you know. But yeah, we we had a couple of those moments, and Javon took ownership for some of them when he came back. He was like, yeah, those are all me. And, and the picks that I don't know what a legal pick play is and, and what it's not. Uh-huh. Sometimes it gets called and sometimes Come on, it you know, you better expect it not to get called. This is, this is you know, you know how the NFL stays a $19 billion business? Because I, I just looked it up. They made $19 billion last year, which was crazy to me. They're five years ago, they probably made $11 billion. So how do you make eight more in five years after a pandemic? You know how you do that, Joe? You look the other way when defensive players get screwed because it's an offensive Oh, no, league. no, no, I agree. And by the way, scoring is still – there's still teams that can't score. I, I'm not – and that wasn't a Dolphin shot because no, they no. couldn't score at the end of the year either. But there are a lot of teams that just couldn't score all year. Still had the number one offense, Joe. There's two teams in New York that couldn't score in a female penitentiary with a handful of pardons. They could not score. Was, they they also had offensive line issues. So I, to, to, to Vlad, I'll, I'll – I'll let him excuse that. You know, no, don't give. And, and his quarterback got hurt on play number four, Joe. Yeah, and the, we still had to manage to play the season, and you know, we didn't. Glad get, he's not once has come in here and done that Aaron Rodgers whiny thing. You're right. No, he's a man with integrity, dude. You just you take your losses. You, that's what it is. It is like you've been saying. It is what it is. You take your losses. You got to You just got to prove. You got to show and prove. And this is a big season for you, Dolphins, in 2024. They're all in. They're on the Jim Fossil right now. They're Listen, all in. Man, we know what's hanging over our head, okay? The drought. Nobody likes the drought. That's why when I said, let's just win a playoff game, everyone's, oh, my God, it's about winning a lot more than that. Is it right now? <laughs> is it right now? Not really. It's about Detroit's laughing game. at us now. Detroit's laughing at us now. Now you – now you got it. Now, now you, now you have it. We talk about all these teams in the league that have been bad for a long time. You look at certain organizations. Oh, they just been bad a long time. Cleveland and Detroit, and you, Cincinnati used to be in that that talk. Yep. And you realize that we're we're the longest drought of not winning a playoff game. It's incredible. At least you've made the playoffs. Is is that really? Is that? Yeah, what's I, that we we have the long, the Jets have the longest trot of not making the playoffs. Oh, okay. Please, you All made right. the playoffs. Well, he did just make me feel a little better. Yeah, but twenty three years, man. Twenty three years, you can't win a game somewhere. Catch somebody on a bad day. No. It's well, just, you've been on the road for most of them. Yeah, in cold weather. Right. And that's why you're saying that combo hasn't been good in different I'm, places. I'll, all I'm saying Buffalo, is this: Pittsburgh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm saying those combos is bad. And when you had the opportunity to host a playoff game or maybe two, you you pooped it. You fumbled it away. Yeah. All right. Fumbled well, the bag. listen, we've got nine o'clock hour coming up. We got a lot more stuff to get to. I do want to take a second to tell you about my friends at Era Round the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. Love talking about them. Thirty-five years. Thirty-five years, man. Just uh, really good. Built on great service. Offering residential, commercial air conditioning. They're the number one ream dealer in the nation. Top American standard dealer in the nation. In the nation. Of all the air conditioning companies around the country, they're number one. And uh, not only that, but uh, well, I'll tell you what. You look at the work they're doing, uh, serving more than 800,000 customers. Family owned still. 35 years. 135 trucks on the road daily to serve you. It just gets bigger and it gets better. I want to let you know. Call 1-888-FIX-MY-AC. That's 1-888-349-6922. Over 1,000 five-star Google reviews now offering plumbing services, same-day water heater installation. You have a water heater problem or need a new air conditioning unit, we've got a ton of them in stock. All different sizes to fit anything you have. Any kind of plumbing problems, we got some of the best plumbers in the industry because that's what air around the clock air conditioning and plumbing are all about. Call for call for a free estimate, 12-month, no prepayment, no interest financing available. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.